Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. We are here, kind of live, over the internet. Matthew, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. My voice is starting to recover. Uh, this is Breezy. And uh, actually, Matthew, you inspired me this morning. Can you guess what I am drinking? Please tell me that's jet black coffee. No, it is tea. Oh, God. Okay. Wow. We're really, we're really go- taking it then. I have a sugar-free Ricola on the left side of my mouth, which is terrible. Regular Ricola for the win always. However, it does the job. I just prefer, you know, my, I, I am a man of cultured Ricola tastes. Um, but I need it. My voice is absolutely destroyed um, from these three games we had this past weekend. So, Matthew, we have four games to talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's let's just dive straight in. What do you want to do first? Uh, my plan is to do the two men's games first and then the two women's games uh, second, even though they came in one, 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 one order. Okay, so we'll start with the men's game. Uh, this was CFC at LA Farce. Uh, the Bob Friedland um, shenanigans continue, though it looked like they actually had an ambulance, um, which was... They had an ambulance. They did. Which was mind-blowing. Now, do you, what are the chances, do you think, that that was just a large cardboard cutout? Uh, you can't rule it out, but it, it looked pretty good. Bob doesn't spend money on anything ever, so it would have cost a lot of money to do a really good cardboard court out. So it was probably the real thing. Or, hear me out, he didn't have to pay for the stadium this week. Maybe he got it for free, and so then he used the stadium money to actually have an ambulance there in case someone broke something. Uh, it's possible. It's also Los Angeles area-ish, so plenty of plenty of probable fictional ambulances for the TV shows too. And that's there we go. That is the most <laughs> likely thing I think. All right, so that game finishes CFC one, LA Force one, uh, tie. It's a decent point on the road, but let's dive straight into how it happened. So we uh, we opened up uh, another classic early goal for CFC. Uh, Brett Jones got some space and got free down on the right side, crossed a ball in towards Taylor Gray. Um, Taylor hit it first time straight into the keeper's uh, kind of legs, and it bounced it out, and Marcus Nagelstad just banged the thing home. Fox in the box. We were one nil in within two minutes. Just got to get there Um, first, and he did. And, and by then, the way, that's a, not an easy finish, I don't think, from a distance. No, that thing's like, that's like a half volley, like kind of high up. And like, he, that ball could have easily gone into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, yeah. So I was very, very, very <laughs> thrilled. Um, and then from there, uh, I think the story of this game, more than anything, was uh, it's one of the first times in a while that... Uh, I don't think we've been sharp at all. Um, I thought I thought our legs looked heavy. I thought our decision making with the ball was the worst I've seen it since the Valley United game. Um, and like you fly a couple thousand miles, you play a game a couple days before. You know, th- this is not terribly uncommon. They had been in California at this point for five, six days. So, uh, you know, I, I, I just thought, and part of that, let's be honest, like part of it, like LA force is, is a decent team. Uh, they've got some players and I thought they had a pretty good game plan um, to, uh, to press us a little bit, to keep their back line a little further back. So we didn't have the outlet of going over the top and in behind. Um, 
and and you know we I think I thought we struggled with it a lot and coming into after beating Bay Cities coming into that game the the LA Force game we had said um we had said that we need four points minimum we'd like another win and honestly getting the point on the road at LA it's a good point it's it, it really is a good point um I, I would have liked to see us pull out all three points, but uh, that's how that's how it, it crumbled. And honestly, our our defense, the goal we gave up early in the second half, was one of those situations where we we did not do a good job in possession in our own half. We turned the ball over. They played a long ball across, and a, one individual player made one great individual play. Thought the defending could have been better on it. Um, and and that's kind of that's kind of all how how it all shook out. And, and frankly, from there, I think overall, I think Jed Henderson put up the XG. It was like 1.15 to, or 1.51 to like 1.09 or something. So in our favor or in their favor, in our favor on the bounce, we were a little bit better, but like a draw was, wasn't that surprising. Um, and you know, I think LA had a bunch in the second half, had a bunch of chances that were relatively small but could have been more dangerous. Like, you know, the, the final ball be playing, getting played a little bit better. Uh, you know, I, it's just one of those games. It finished. I was not upset. I was not mad. That's a, that's a tough game to play. And if anything, it was one of those games where you finish it and you're like, okay, you know what? Five straight wins, go on the road, a little bit tougher game, a uh, little, little bit of adversity. This is the kind of thing that makes us better over the course of a season. Yeah, I and mean, I think it also shows there's still work to be done, right? You, It's hard to win every game, and that's a dumb thing to say, but it's true. And you win five in a row, uh, which is, that's what it was, right? It was five in a row we had won? Or was it four in a row that we had won? Five. So we had won five in a row. Like, we were kind of due to come back to earth. Uh, we, yeah, I think it was our week, one of our weakest games of the season, but I think a lot of that can be attributed to legs and tired decision-making and whatever else. So... I didn't come out of that game either super upset, a little disappointed, but also the further away we get from that game, the better I feel about the result. Yeah. I and agree. LA Force, somebody on this podcast, pointing at myself on an audio-only podcast, uh, said that LA Force is a bit of a sleeping giant, and I was terrified of this game. It was a bit of a trap game. So I do think they are very talented individually, even though they've not been playing as well this season. And I think you saw some of that individual talent, both with that goal and some other moments. So yeah. Yeah, de- absolutely. De- decent result, but let's not dwell on that one too long. Let's skip straight. So we're three games in eight days. There's a third game in eight days. That game finishes 1-1. Feeling maybe a little bit down, but not too bad. The boys come home. Michigan Stars on Saturday. Second place in the East. That game finishes 0-0. Classic Michigan Stars fashion. They absolutely anti-soccered the fuck out of that game. They didn't care at all about playing any sort of soccer. They generated chances on set pieces. They were, as we said, nine feet tall, all of them. I mean, their yeah. assistant coach has to be like six foot five, dude. They're huge, all of them. So they were dangerous on set pieces and like two breakaways the entire game. Otherwise, they just sat in. They they proved your uh, thesis of fouling is winning in a lot of ways, although they didn't win by fouling the ever-loving shit out of us every time we tried to get away. If, if a more tightly called refereed game, and I'm not blaming this on the referee, but if a referee calls that game tighter, uh, could have been red cards easily for accumulation of fouls. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, it was a a tough 0-0 draw, but I still felt like in that game, we were clearly the better team. We just weren't quite as sharp as we have been the past few weeks. 
Um, I don't think we, I think we were better, much better than we were against LA, but I didn't think we were as sharp as we've been against Bay cities. We had been against Bay cities and against, um, what do, do we even count flower city? I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like we, <laughs> the, the, in the five game win streak, we were not as sharp as we were during that period. I think you could still see third game, eight days, not enough rotation. Still, we had two new starters. So let's talk about those, not two new starters, but you know, we kind of had a regular starting lineup that hasn't really changed. Saw Greg Stratton get in there. Um, and I thought he had a really nice, solid game. Um, good to see him out there. And then, uh, who am I missing? Was, oh, Brett Jones did not start, and Chris Bermuda started out there. And while Chris Bermuda is a very good player, uh, and I think he did some things well in that game, he provided a very different look to Brett. Brett tends to get vertical very quickly, um, both because he's fast and because he's always looking to get vertical, and that is not Chris's game, and I think we missed that. And I think that's the reason you saw the halftime sub. Yeah, I was, I was, I was hoping that... The type of player that Bermudez is, I was really hoping that we would see him be in a position to play like that kind of final pass to unlock the defense, um, and and it just it just wasn't it didn't end up being his game. Uh, it never really opened and, up for him either. And and it and it opened up the substitution. Uh, the longer that game went zero zero, the more that Michigan Stars tried to compress the midfield uh, and try to force us to play long and in behind. Uh, and they do that because their goalkeeper is is very athletic, loves to come off his line and, and play aggressively and help clean up those types of things. And, and and getting to the ball in the air is his absolute specialty, right? And they already have like six foot trees that can get into get into the air. So, but what we CFC did a good fans, job of CFC fans may remember it, from previous years, every single ball that goes into the box, he will just go get. It's a it's a giant problem. And you know what? Guy. I thought we while we got caught with that a couple of times, we stayed away from that. For the most I part. Agree. I agree. What I was going to mention about the substitution is that the focus was not as Michigan stars creeped up their back line, that we did not play balls over the top very often. It was usually passing on the ground still, and then looking to spring Brett Jones in behind, including it happened multiple times, including on the play that ended up being a yellow card on the keeper that arguably arguably should have been a red absolutely and, should have been a red and the very very late chance uh that one-on-one save uh on brett jones so i mean like you look at the tactical adjustment right there and obviously it worked uh i've you know unlucky to come away with a with a goal but um without a goal you mean you you we, we were unlucky to come away without a goal yeah um in, in that stretch i thought i thought we played better it's one of those games where you know, sometimes you play a game and the performance is good and the result isn't there. And sometimes you play a game and the performance may not necessarily be there, but the result was. I I am encouraged. Yes, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Yes, Michigan Stars. Yes, they're our, practically our biggest rival. Um, and, and, and it's annoying every time you drop points to those little shitbags but I'm encouraged by the performance, especially the bounce back performance after flying home on Thursday after an LA force match, after being in California for including travel days, eight days total, uh, you know, resting on uh, doing a pregame, you're resting on a flying day, right? You do a pregame stuff on Friday. You play against a really physical, tough team to play against on Saturday as your third game in eight days. I thought the performance was good. Could have been a little bit better, but was like I'm not going to let the I'm not going to let the uh, uh, 
a nil-nil result get in the way of what was uh, ultimately a good performance and a good bounce back performance. So I think kind of what you're saying, and tell me if I'm if I'm reading this or hearing this correctly, is that like, look, we wanted a minimum of seven points out of these three games, and we hoped for nine, and we got five. But we got five in a way that doesn't feel like quite as bad as it would feel because LA Force was a tough game. And, you know, we wanted to win and feel like we probably could have won, but it wasn't that bad. It was not like we just shit the bed. And the Michigan Stars game, we win that most of the time. And we, and we didn't have this big, like, you know, slow down and, like, collapsing. Like, it was just a bad, a decent team. They are a decent team, executed executed a good game plan, and we weren't able to break through. But if you play that game a few more times, and I don't have Jed's X cheeks, I don't think he's done it yet, but if you play that game a bunch more times, I bet we win a majority of those. And I'm comfortable with, in, in unfortunately, in the past couple seasons, when we have lost, we have very rarely had these, they've been a lot of, like, we felt bad about the loss. We played bad and we lost. We also had a few games we felt we played even or felt we played better. But in general, there was a lot of losses that weren't, there wasn't a lot of like, well, at least we played well. Like, but this one, because especially because we won five games, it's a little easier to say, at least we played well. And it bodes well for the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. All right. You want to move past this one? Let's move past it. All right. This so is what we all should be doing is moving past. Definitely. Definitely. So zero, zero on that one. One, one on the first. That's two points. Again, not quite what we would have hoped for, but not the worst thing. Moving straight into the first women's game. So that was those games were Wednesday and Saturday. The first women's game of the weekend was Friday. The second game was Sunday. Friday was at home. Sunday was on the road. Friday, CFC women played Nashville Rhythm, the clear best team in the conference, and there was a lot of goals. Uh, we lost 6-0. We were down 4-0, I believe. Might have only been 3, but I think it was 4-0 in the 12th minute. When I looked up, I think it was three and 12 minutes and four and like 20 or something like that. And uh, to be to be honest, I did not. I did not do a heavy amount of research trying to recall those uh, unfortunate incidents. Yeah. So a couple of things to take away from this, um, I think. And I don't want to spend too long dwelling on this because it was a it was a tough one. Um, first thing was like they Nashville's clearly the team of the conference. We are knew that coming in and we saw that again. Uh, they were dangerous from the beginning to the end. Um, and it was, yeah, you could see some of the girls like really struggling with like being beaten six zero. So it's not fun. And hopefully they, you know, they'll, they'll bounce back as we continue through this, but that game also could have been worse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Three and it was three and 12 minutes and man, I, I, that Nashville's very, very good. So I was told they have basically the entire UT Southern, who's NAIA national champions. They have essentially that entire team. You know, we have a couple, we have um, uh, Cantley Caminiti. Caminiti is the only one. So they have basically their entire team. You're allowed five players on in, from NCAA teams, uh, a maximum of five players to play together on an amateur, like on, on one of these like summer amateur teams. The NAIA allows 11. I think they might have had all eleven, um, possibly. So you saw you saw not only did their skill level, but you also of a, of a national championship caliber team. You also saw a bunch of girls who had played together before, and you could see that. I mean, if you think about coming in and making a summer team, like the chemistry is not going to be there. Um, that's something you work through, and we're seeing that with the men's team as well. Like you, you build a team, you work together. This is a largely one college team that has won a national title and obviously been very good. That is now playing on a summer league team together, and that is. Um, 
That is tough. That is tough. And by the way, that's something I'd like to replicate next year, please. Um, so yeah, I don't want to dwell too much on that game. Um, I just no. I, I all, all I want to say is about that game is that like wasn't pretty. Everyone knows it wasn't pretty. Um, it wasn't like the effort wasn't there though uh, from from the CFC women's team. Uh, I mean, they they competed hard ninety minutes, um, and you know we it's okay to measure yourself against against the best right now. Uh, and that's that's where we we want to go. And I don't think either of us are under any illusions that it may take longer than just the summer to get there. Um, and what I also wanted to see, because like Knoxville, the Knox Tennessee Force, whatever the the team that we played on Sunday, are also very good. They're not. I don't. They're they're not Nashville rhythm good, right? But they're also very very good. So coming out or like walking, you know, walking to the bar after this game, uh, it was very much, you know, okay, well, this happened. We knew it could be bad. It was bad. What happens on Sunday? What's the response on Sunday? Uh, how do the players respond? How does the coaching staff respond? You know, what do we do on short rest in the middle of the day uh, to try to make this better uh make this just we, we got to figure it out uh because we've got you know two more games before before sundays uh and then you know hopefully a playoff game and you gotta you know gotta figure it out you gotta have a puncher's chance in the playoffs so uh let's just move straight to sunday if you uh if you're good with that yeah, I am. I am. So coming into Sunday, Sunday was the first away game of the three-game weekend. Um, if we could not do that again, that would be great. You can hear it in my voice. It's terrible. Um, so little uh, looking on my life. So CISV camp happened this last week. I'm not complaining. It's the thing I choose to do. But I've been working on putting everything together. And between my work life, which I work for myself, thankfully, CFC stuff and uh, CISV stuff, I slept an average of between four and five hours last about 10 days per night. Uh, and last night I slept 11 hours and 50 minutes. I slept almost 12 hours. That's the time I actually spent asleep. My time in bed was like 14 hours. Um, I was gassed and I feel a little bit better now. Um, so, you know, that's good. But, um, I will say the, our women's team did not look gassed on Sunday. So we played a zero one defeat in the 88th minute. They got a goal in a game that was genuinely even from start to finish and honestly, that one was much more frustrating and much, it hurt way, 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 way worse than the 6-0 beating at Nashville, or from Nashville, I mean. Yeah, I I thought we came out different formation. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with who was available, it looks like. Different players were available. Some different players were available on Sunday and not so on Friday and vice versa. And... Uh, I thought, I thought, man, I thought, I thought it was good. Uh, like the tactics were good. I thought we were able to control large portions of that game. Um, there are a couple, there are a couple chances that I would have loved to have back. And I thought we did a really, really good job of keeping, keeping Knoxville away from the thing that they murdered us with in the home game. 
And just so everybody knows who Knoxville is, Knoxville, uh, they're called the Tennessee Force, but let's be real. They're the Knoxville Force. Um, we remember the Knoxville Force from the MPSL days. We remember them from the WPSL days the first time we were there. Uh, so their actual um, league matches this year was 8-0 against North Alabama. They lost 5-3 to Nashville Rhythm. They beat us 3-0. They beat Alabama. That's the non-North Alabama team, the Huntsville team is North Alabama. The Birmingham team is Alabama. 1-0, then they beat us 1-0. So this is a prolific um, team. So as bad as I felt, um, or as bad as it felt to lose 6 to nothing, it felt really, really, really good to keep up with who looks to be this, their second in the standings um, with 15 points, and they look like they are probably the second best team. Them or Alabama. Um, although I thought we played... I don't know who we played better, actually. It's a good question. We've got, I think we play Alabama still. But um, anyway, it, it it's still really, because of how well we played, because of the bounce-back performance, and because it felt like, man, we're actually going toe-to-toe with a good team. Like, we're, we're this is coming together, and then we fucking concede in with two minutes left, and it just breaks everything. Yeah. it's. I mean, obviously, it's not to concede, um, but my, my takeaway, my overarching takeaway is like, I want more of that. Like that, that is how like we had in the Nashville game. I don't remember any chances that we had any like super concrete chances. We created chances in this game. We defended well in this game. Like we both created chances and limited chances from occurring against us. Uh, And we were right. We were right in the thick of it two days after playing Nashville uh, in, in the blazing sun. And uh, after it felt like when we played, uh, I think it was Tennessee Force last time. We were like, "Man, this this feels like a setback, like a, an actual yeah, true setback." That first that first Tennessee Force game did not feel good. Did not feel the good. next game was Nashville Rhythm, and it honestly that game also did not feel like a setback. I feel like they were just the better team, and they outbettered us, and there was just kind of almost nothing you could do. It felt like an ass whipping, is what it felt like. Sunday's game really mattered to me, and. Yes, it sucked to lose. Like that, it was really annoying. It was sucked to lose the way we did. That kind of a gut punch. But the performance that we put out was incredibly encouraging. It was exactly what I was looking for. And you know, we've got one more game uh, in the regular season portion, and then we'll see how playoffs crank out. And we play like that in a playoff game. We're going to give ourselves a chance to advance. Uh, and that's all I can ask for. That's all I can ask for. Yeah, I think I think we were... Yeah, I agree. I think that was probably our best performance of the season, even including playing down a player for um, yes. 60 or 70 minutes, because North Alabama is just pretty bad. Just because of the quality of opponent. Yeah, yeah. We played against a much, much better team. So, um, yeah. So, so let's talk... Let's we talk have North, North Alabama's our one remaining game, by the way. I said it wrong. I said that it was Alabama. It's North Alabama. I'll get those two confused. But um, North Alabama's our one remaining game on July 2. And yeah, we are... This, by, uh, this we are, Saturday. There is some weirdness in this website's listing of our games because we... says we've played them... Tw- oh, okay. Sorry. We North Alabama's the one game we won. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes. That makes more sense. I'm just... I, I was looking back at this and I was like, North Alabama didn't beat us? But found it. So yeah, North Alabama is the one game we won. All that tracks with me. Um, so North Alabama is going to be a a very very important test. 
uh, both for playoffs and just can we put it together because we've only got one more regular season game and then it's playoffs time. And if we can make the playoffs, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I'm not under any illusions that we're beating um, Nashville unless just, you know, all those players have to go back to school or we get real lucky, I guess, because of the difference in between Nashville and any team in this in this division. I'll make that really clear. But anybody but Nashville, if we play like we played on Sunday, we've got a fighting chance. And it's all you want in playoffs, right? Because it's one game, not a whole season. Yeah. So let's let's quickly go over what's coming up for us. We've got Saturday, July 2. The women are on the road at North Alabama. The men are at home against Syracuse Pulse. Um, the return... Uh, the return of Syracuse just a few weeks after we saw him last time. And a game that was very chippy. Yeah. And for, for the women, it's a team we already beat. Uh, it's a team we need to beat again uh, going into playoff time. And it's going to be huge for confidence. We need to make that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, on, on the men's side of things, it's an opportunity to play a team that is struggling right now. Uh, that is. Uh, I mean, you know, we play we played two really tough defensive teams, uh, and Syracuse is not as good defensively uh, as as those two teams. And I think there will be some gaps, there'll be some uh, some spots we can take advantage of. And we've got now got two draws in a row with one goal scored, so it's a good opportunity going into uh, going to a bit of a break. We'll have we'll have two the men will have two weeks off, um, I guess one weekend with no game, before the next set of games. It'll be a big big opportunity to uh, get some confidence going into that that little mini break, and uh, get some get some goals back under under uh, under our belts. Yeah. And also another opportunity for for uh, the defense to to continue to progress. Um, you know, we don't know what kind of changes Ruddle put into play for for this upcoming game. Maybe none, maybe a couple. We'll just we'll just have to see. Yeah. So Matthew, that is a very succinct Monday morning quarterbacking for us on a Tuesday. Um, I don't really have a lot to add. That that was four games. It was not the most exciting of results, but still some stuff to build on, to think about, to work with. And we got two this weekend. So I know I will be at the men's game, the home game. I always prioritize the home game. Um, I, I know you will be as well. But people can also make the trip if they choose. Uh, it's not that far to go to uh, North Alabama to that Huntsville game. Um, I'm going to stay away from encouraging anybody to do one or the other. Do the one that you, where your heart sits. Um, I tend to think whoever's at home is who I'm going to support. So if they, if these were reversed and in the MPSL and WPSL days, we had days that they were overlapped and the men were away and the women were at home. And I think the right thing to do and the, way, the right thing that we decided kind of as a Chattel Hooligans group at that point was to try to support the home team. Um, but all, also if we, if people split up and they go to both places or, or they go to, you know, one or the other also have no problem with that. So either way, the important thing is we got two games this week and they're both big games. We need a bounce back performance from the men to get some points back on the board and keep our, our chase of, of Cal United. And we also need to, you know, bounce back for our ladies to finish the regular season strong and hopefully nail down a playoff spot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one more, one more mention uh, briefly here. Um, those four games that we just covered were the last four games of the Chattahooligan pride razor. Oh, great. Uh, great point. And, we even and talked and about this, this pre-zone not- almost forgot. While while this is not a uh, not a Chattahooligan podcast, uh, it is a thing that we both care about. Yep. And so you can go to cha.prideraiser.org 
to view your pledge, to edit your pledge, to make a pledge in the first place. And, and it is not too late. It is not too late to make a pledge. It's not too late at all. Or to we adjust will, them. Up, hopefully up, up, but even down if you need to. Yeah, we, we, will, we will end up sending out uh, some, like some emails and notices about, you know, hey, like you can donate when we, from when we finally get that ready to go. Uh, thank you to everybody who has donated so far and to those that uh, are hearing this maybe for the first time and will consider donating. Uh, the proceeds are going to the Spectrum Center at UTC. Uh, and yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to, to mention that since it was our last four, four matches kind of, I mean, honestly kind of sucks to go out with one goal in four matches and for bride razor, but, um, sometimes, sometimes the goals dry up a little bit. And the, pro- the problem is they started out so hot sports. this month. Like, correct. Correct. Mar- Marcus and Taylor were like opening up this month strong. And then, you know, we, we had the hard road trip and whatever else, but here's the thing. 10 goals is better than like three. And again, you can, you can adjust your pledge. So if you were predicting, 15 goals and you you pledged X number of dollars, you can always adjust that to hit the total you were hoping to donate. And, you know, that's something I recommend doing. If you're, you know, make your pledge, you made your pledge and now you're making your 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 actual donation now, but it was a commitment to make a donation. It's got a little gambling fun aspect to it because you don't know how many goals we're going to score. But in the end, the important part here is to raise money for Spectrum who are doing great work uh, in their particular community. So hopefully they will continue to do that good work at UTC and keep making changes for the better, and hopefully Chattanooga Football Club will continue trying to make good and positive change uh, in Chattanooga for making the the community a better place through soccer. So thank you, Matthew, for joining me this morning. And, uh, yeah, I will see you this weekend, and I hope to see all of our listeners as well at the game supporting uh, either the men or the women because you got two options this weekend. Thanks, everybody.